Oh, look, I got a little puppy. Oh, he left. He left me all alone. I still not put on my mascara. I put on the blush and then I took off the blush because it no look no good. My friend said, that's a bit much. Maybe you should not wear that. I say, you're probably right. <laughs> okay. Give me five minutes. I'm coming. When your lips feel dry, you gotta put something on them. It's so funny when people are like, Oh, my lips are chapped. They're dry. What do I do? Um, you use this stuff. Vaseline Lip Therapy. Who should honestly now sponsor me because this is the best stuff ever. Why wouldn't you use it? Especially in the summer when your lips get dried out. When you're out in the sun, being an asshole, you know? It's pretty important to keep your, your lips soft. And nobody want your rough-ass lips, dude. Make sure they're soft. Vaseline Lip Therapy. Look at the cute little jug, too. The cute little baby tub. <laughs> ah, today's a day that I am not drinking coffee for the first time. And let me tell you why. It's because... Last night, I streamed with Banksy, and uh, and I drank. I drank three tall cans of beer. Now, usually, for me, half a beer to a beer is enough. If I'm drinking three, I'm going to be pretty wasted, which I was. <laughs> and I don't handle my liquor well because I'm not a drinker. I'm not a drinker. I am a... More pot smoker, I think. So, that's exactly what's up. No coffee today. It seems so weird and foreign. It's not right. It's not correct. But hey, it is a-okay. It's a-okay. And we'll just deal with it. How is it going? I'm going to quickly look at what's happening and see if there's something I can talk about. Because that's what I do. And what I was thinking is I had seen a few stories over the last week that I was just like, hmm, stuff to talk about. Not getting in trouble retroactively, which seems to be quite a trend these days. So sad. So Sarah Silverman did something, I think, back in like 2007 where she wore blackface. I guess she was doing a movie or something and she got fired. I should check. Instead of just talk shit. Hmm? Let's check. Instead of talk shit. All my stuff is pink. Ah! <laughs> I'm my shirt's pink today. What is pink? Phone's pink. Let's see. Where are you, Sarah Silverman? Hmm. I was looking up here, Sarah Silverman. Silverman. 
Sarah Silverman, American stand-up comedian. Ooh, we got lint. We got lint. We we removed it now. All right, Sarah Silverman, what the hell happened to you? Hmm? You got fired, huh? Where'd you get fired from? Here it is, The Guardian. CNN or The Guardian? Let's go with The Guardian. Not a particular fan of either, but that's okay. Sarah Silverman. I was fired from film after blackface photo resurfaced. Isn't it so fucking stupid to get in trouble for something that you did years ago? Because it's a hot-button issue now? Apparently, back in the time when she did blackface, people weren't such bitches, were they? <clears throat> the comedian says she was let go from a movie project after... Pres- Producers became aware of a 2007 comedy sketch in which she wore blackface. Uh oh. <clears throat> I really need to drink water because I feel so incredibly dehydrated, and that is a real problem. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Sarah Silverman has said she was recently fired from a film after producers unearthed unearthed a still of her in 2007 wearing blackface for a comedy sketch. This is 12 years ago. Who cares? How desperate are you people that you're going back 12 years And giving someone shit for something they did 12 years ago. How fucking amazing. You could go back to people's childhoods and be like, Hey, remember that time you pushed Timmy down the stairs? You're fired. (laughs) I know it's not really the same, but the the principle is there of like going back and, and punishing people. What in the fuck? Morning hair. I can't stop touching it lately. It's like a tick I have. I'm always touching my hair. I'm always touching my hair. It's got to be on point all the time. It's all about my hair, okay? Guesting on the Bill the Bill Simmons podcast, Silverman said that she was let go the day before shooting on her scenes was due to start because of the photo taken on the set of the Sarah Silverman show. I recently was going to do a movie, a sweet part, she said. Then, at 11 p.m. the night before, they fired me because they saw a picture of me in blackface from that episode. I didn't fight it. They hired someone else who was wonderful, but who has never stuck their neck out. It was so disheartening. It made me real, real sad. Because I really kind of devoted my life to making it right. Silverman did not name the film, but discussed cancel culture, which is such a huge problem right now, with Simmons, saying that the current climate had left her feeling fearful. I think it's really scary, and it's a very odd thing, that it's invaded the left primarily, and the right will mimic it. Adding that she dubs it righteousness porn. No kidding, hey? Moral fagging. Everybody's moral fagging. Look, like, what are those people going to get out of that? You know? Like, oh, we fired Sarah Silverman. Aren't we upstanding citizens? Because she put on blackface in 2007 for a comedy sketch? We're so virtuous. We're so awesome. We let her go because she's clearly racist. 
Silverman has previously expressed mixed feelings concerning the sketch, telling GQ last month that at the time she was praised for the sketch, which enormously increased her profile. It was like, I'm playing a character, and I know this is wrong, so I can say it. I'm clearly liberal. That was such liberal bubble stuff, where I actually thought I was, it was dealing with racism by using racism. I don't think... Okay, well, anyway. I don't get joy in that anymore. It makes me feel yucky. All I can say is that I'm not that person anymore. In 2015, she called it her most regrettable joke. Oh, my God. She addressed this in 2015, and they're giving her shit for it. What the hell? <laughs> Yet said criticism of the image was based on a lack of information. Obviously. There's obviously context within which there was a blackface happening. <coughs> there's still there's a still of me on Twitter in blackface, and it's totally out of context, and I tweeted it when Twitter was new, and the people who followed me watched that show. And it was from that show, she said. Now it's forever there, and it looks... It's totally racist out of context, and I regret that. But, I mean, again, key words being out of context, right? Obviously, there was a joke that that whole thing was playing out from. So what in the hell? I just don't understand any of the reasoning with this cancel this person, or get this person, or punish this person for something they did years ago it makes no sense to me how do people think that they look good doing this how do people think that they're managing a problem while doing this i really do not understand mm. what in the world you know People make shit so difficult. Like, this girl has been a successful comedian for so long. And it's like, you can't make jokes that people don't like anymore. And it's like, networks and production companies, because they're like, so weak sauce that they think that they need to have like, complete purity on their sets. I'm just, I'm failing to connect with the real reason. Do they want to appear virtuous? Do they think that's a good thing they're doing? Dude, you fired a woman. What about that? That doesn't look good. <laughs> oh my god. This shit's stupid. Poor girl, man. So what else did I read recently? What else I read recently? About Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel was recently sued because I think he had made a sketch in which he was making fun of Trump, but he used that emergency, that's an emergency sound that they use for like tornado warnings or something. And so because he used that, he got a big fine for it because you're not supposed to do that. Let's see. Where is the news article? I know I saw it. Oh my god, I just want to know where it is. Are things moving so fucking fast that I can't keep up that there's new stuff about Jimmy Kimmel? Let's see. Um, Jimmy Kimmel's Siren. Maybe I'm putting in the wrong name. 
Nope. I swear I thought it was Jimmy Kimmel, wasn't it? Let me see. I took a screenshot because I wanted to talk about it. Now I just gotta find it. This is poor preparation. Poor, poor preparation. Yeah, the FCC issues fines after Jimmy Kimmel and The Walking Dead aired fake emergency alert tones. That's what the story was. Let's see if I can find that now. Whoops. Jimmy Kimmel, FCC. See, isn't that such a good thing that I took a screenshot? Screenshots are the most useful thing ever. You know what I mean? They're very helpful in a lot of ways. They're helpful if you're talking to someone you know bullshits a lot because you can screenshot shit and be like, look, you said this. Don't fuck with me, okay? Don't play. I don't need your garbage. Always be aware of people who delete stuff like that. They delete it for a reason. <laughs> Vanity Fair. Why the FCC just find ABC $395,000 over one Jimmy Kimmel sketch? Uh-oh. This is a different take. Um, let's see. Let's read from the Hollywood Report. Actually, let's go to CNN and see what CNN says, okay? I'm always interested to see how CNN says something and then how someone else says something for some things. An episode of Jimmy Kimmel Live last year? Oh, it's from last year? Featured, featured emergency tones in a sketch mocking the presidential alert system, and it'll cost parent company ABC dearly. I mean, if $395,000 is a lot for a TV network... In a statement Thursday, the Federal Communications Commission said it hit the show with a $395,000 fine for misusing the tone from the emergency alert. Okay. But why not right away, though? The emergency alert system tone is used on television and cell phones to warn people of impending emergencies such as tornadoes and floods. <clears throat> To protect the purpose of the warning system, the agency has a rule against use of EAS tones or their simulations except in actual emergencies, authorized tests, or qualified public service announcements, which is pretty fair. The comedian's late night show used the tone three times in the sketch, October 3rd, federal officials said. Just hours earlier, millions of cell phones nationwide had received a presidential alert. No way. This is a test of the National Wireless Emergency System. No action is needed, that alert said. Jimmy Kimmel's show was not the only culprit. AMC's The Walking Dead, oh, got fined $104,000 for using simulated EAS tones in two scenes in February. Television series Lone Star Law also misused the emergency alert system tone, the agency said. It'll cost Animal Planet Channel a penalty of $68,000. Maruello Radio Holdings, which owns several radio stations in California, got fined $67,000 for using the tones in promotional material. I mean, dude, don't use an emergency tone. Is that difficult? Like, why did they use this? In promotional material? Nonetheless. What the hell is going on with people? Why'd you do that? In addition to the fines, the companies agreed to a strict compliance plan to ensure that to ensure those alerts will not be played again when there's no emergency, according to the agency. All the complaints have 30 days to pay the penalty to the United States Treasury. Nice. Okay.
Well, see, I know that he used it in a sketch to make fun of Trump, which one of the things that I read made it seem like that's why he got in trouble. But that was probably my poor understanding of the situation. What else is going on, Google? Where's the news? Give me more news. Uh-oh. Google. Google News. It's so much easier to surf on the phone, isn't it? Everything's in your hand. It's so nice. Like, there's so many places where you would just sit and wait and do nothing. Now, if you're at the doctor's office, if you're at the hospital, if you're wherever. Well, maybe not the hospital so much, but, you know, wherever. Wherever you're allowed to have your cell phone out, it's nice to be able to just look at the news and see what's up and what's happening and kill some time and and be as much in the loop as possible. Let's see. (laughs) Whoops. Mm. Water is your friend. You should always drink water. It's fucking good for you. It's fucking good for you, bro. Okay, let's see. Everybody, everybody for more. It's so strange to do a thought cast and not have coffee, you know? That's just what it is. It's always the thing to do is to have coffee. Coffee. My morning coffee. Uh oh. Exactly. Anyways. Yikes, sorry about that. <laughs> G7 summit in France. Last moment to restore unity among world leaders. Trump tweets, U.S. doesn't need China as markets tumble amid growing tariffs dispute. Mm. Four people injured in overnight shooting in York. Let's see, where is this? Three suspects are at large after an overnight shooting in the Glen Park neighborhood sent four people to hospital. Officers were called to a plaza in the area of Marley and Glencairn Avenues just before 1 a.m. where they found two men suffering from gunshot wounds. Four people shot overnight in the Marley-Glencairn area. Two were taken to hospital from the scene. Multiple vehicles struck. Police are continuing investigation. City news. Okay, but where is this? I'm geographically challenged, so I don't just know these names like they're places I should know. I mean, the first thing I thought of when I read York was, oh, like, York, sure, but obviously not. (laughs) Obviously fucking not. (laughs) Okay. A third victim was found shortly thereafter, while a fourth made his way to hospital, according to police. Police would not say how many shots were fired, but multiple vehicles were struck and at least one bullet entered a nearby apartment. A number of evidence markers were visible on the ground as in... Man, these stories are so just disheartening and disappointing, but, like, I'm almost getting just acclimated to the amount of gun shit there is these days. It's like... Oh, more people got shot? Hmm. Guess how long we're going to prolong this problem, right? Guess how long. The new spheres of influence, as the American era ends, 
What will take its place? Oh my gosh, the Globe and Mail. That's rather bold. Oh, I gotta pay for the Globe and Mail? Oh, you suck, Globe and Mail. Go away. Nope, I'm not interested. For you, particularly for me. Stranger Things Season 4. Is Eleven actually Hopper's daughter, Sarah? Here's the evidence. <gasps> yeah. Are you ready for this? This I want to read together. You ready? All right. All right. This is from the Express. <clears throat> Let's see. What is the, the link? Never mind. It's from Google Entertainment Section. Stranger Things Season 4 is yet to be confirmed. But with most fans caught up with Season 3, more theories are beginning to circulate. And one suggests Eleven is actually Hopper's late daughter, Sarah. In the Stranger Things Season 1 finale, fans were launched into Hopper's harrowing backstory that reveals he once had a daughter called Sarah who sadly passed away. While Joyce and Hopper set off to find Will in the Upside Down, Hopper recalled a memory of his daughter triggered by Joyce having difficulty breathing in the new atmosphere. Fans will remember the unexpected flashback scene that saw Hopper's young daughter struggle to breathe as she battles cancer. A later scene in the Netflix sci-fi showed Sarah is holding a stuffed tiger as Hopper reads to her in a hospital bed as she slowly drifts away, leaving her parents devastated. However, one clever theory suggests Sarah is actually still alive, and Eleven is revealed as Hopper's daughter in a clue fans missed. Viewers will remember the scene in the season one finale that saw Hopper exit the hospital and get back or get into a black car with two men in suits. However, the fan noticed something strange about the vehicle's number plate. Reddit user WaffleStomper1229 read, the camera hangs on the license plate for about two seconds and the plate reads 2XW91E1, which I interpreted as two times watch nine one episode one nine to one episode one. On a rewatch of the episode, the fan noticed the open shot after the credits was of a drawing on Chief Hopper's living room wall. The fan continued, the drawing is a stick figure drawing of presumably Hopper, his wife, and daughter. It is in the same style drawing as the drawing that Hopper finds when he breaks into the lab earlier in the season when he thinks Will is being held hostage by the government organization. Moreover, the episode referred to the episode fans met Hopper's daughter and the similarities between her and Eleven while, when she wears the blonde wig. The user added, earlier in the season, Eleven is looking at a reflection with a blonde wig on and is fascinated with how she looks. Well, yeah, because she doesn't have hair. And then she puts on hair and she's like, oh, pretty. Hopper believes that the government can completely cover up someone's death, even though doctors have presumed the person dead and realizes this to be true. Fans will remember the two fake deaths in season one when Hopper discovers Will's body is fake at the morgue, and also the lie that Eleven was miscarried when she was actually taken to a lab as a subject. 
Dude, how fucking wild would it be if Eleven was actually Hopper's daughter? That makes it so much more sad, doesn't it? The fan concluded, what if that was all a red herring? What if Eleven is not this woman's daughter, but is actually the daughter of Chief Hopper? The theory comes after the original script pitched by the Duffer Brothers made a shock revelation about Will Byers' sexuality. Oh, okay. Will's introduction raised Will Byers, 12, is a sweet, sensitive kid with sexual identity issues. He only recently came to the realization that he does not fit into the 1980s definition of normal. His innocent choices, such as his colorful clothes, prove a constant source of bullying. Like Mike, Will escapes through fantasy gaming, where he can be himself uninhibited. Is there any more? Now it's like, I, I got every time I watch it, I can figure out Easter eggs in the show, you know? Because, uh... That's what happens. As you watch it more and more, you notice things you don't notice before because you're not caught up in just what's happening in the, the central theme of the story. And man, this this season, this third one, it really tugged on the heartstrings. We talked about it yesterday a bit. I gathered that Banksy wasn't the greatest fan of it, and he found things he didn't like about it. Um, Of course, right? But... I found that I really liked the show. At first watch, I was like, eh. But I think that was more the state of mind that I was in when I first watched it. But it was so good. You know, like the relationships are still there. All the best parts of the show were still there. Even though they went a little bit crazy with some of the Russian stuff and whatever. But the way that my friend Brian and I described it is like, <laughs> hey, hey, you want strange well, we're going to give you all the strange, not just a little bit, not just, oh, there's a monster in town. Ooh, there's scary Russians in town, too. So, <laughs> you know, it's fun. It, it was really fun. I'm not a big proponent of the whole, like, kids falling down the never-ending elevator stuff, because that seemed a bit much to me, but... Mm. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Who cares, right? Let's see. What else do we got? Trudeau springs a nasty surprise on many Canadian employers. Huh. Let's see. What is that fuddy-duddy up to now, hmm? Canada's federally regulated businesses think of banks, airport transport, Air Transport, Telephone, Radio, and Television, among others, received an unwelcome surprise from the Trudeau government this summer. The government proclaimed a dizzying array of amendments from Bill C-86, Budget Implementation Act 2018, Number 2, and Bill C-63, Budget Implementation Act 2017, Number 2, to come into force on September 1st. These amendment, amendments make significant changes to the Canada Labour Code, the legislation that establishes the rights and responsibilities of an estimated 18,000 federally regulated employers and their 900,000 employees across Canada. <coughs> oh. Oopsie. <laughs> Oopsie. Oopsie. Let's see. The amendments apply to the labor standards in Part 3 of the Code. Blah, 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 blah. Job scheduling, breaks, vacations, holiday pay, leaves of absences... 
Given the sweeping nature of these reforms, the changes will have a significant impact on federally regulated workplaces and at the cost of doing business. No doubt employers are scrambling to prepare themselves. Okay. Setting the record straight on the benefits and heavy costs of immigration to Canada, Canada should follow the lead of Trump's... Okay, these are different. Some of the more significant changes include shift changes. Subject to a narrow exemption for emergencies, employers must now provide 24 hours written notice of any change or addition to a work period or shift. Overtime refusal. Subject to a narrow exemption for emergencies, employees will have the right to refuse overtime in order to carry out certain family responsibilities. Wow. Advanced notice of schedule. Employers must provide 96 hours notice in writing of an employee's work schedule. Wow. Employees may refuse to work any shift that starts less than 96 hours after the schedule is received. Oh, man. <coughs> Yikes. There's going to be some conflict over some of these things, I can tell you. Medical breaks. Employees may take... Any unpaid breaks necessary for medical reasons. Breaks. Employers will be required to provide their employees with an unpaid break of at least 30 minutes within every period of five consecutive hours of work. That's already a law. Eight-hour rest periods. Employees must be granted a rest period of at least eight consecutive hours between work periods or shifts. That is a great idea because there are certain jobs that require you be awake and alert. And sometimes you'll be in a situation where you're working a crazy split shift in the middle of the night. You'll leave a, you'll leave at like two or three in the morning and then you'll start again at like five or six, seven, eight, like after four hours or whatever. And you're coming into work exhausted. If you're exhausted, you're more prone to fuck up and make mistakes and, and like, be clumsy and if you're somebody who's handling any sensitive material it's not exactly the best thing so i mean nothing too crazy so far it's looking pretty good i like the rest one that's important right to request flex work after six consecutive months of employment employees will have the right to request a change to hours work schedule location and other terms and conditions that may be specified in new regulations or legislation. An employer may refuse such a request only on certain grounds. So they're just putting in a protection to, re to have the right to request that. Okay. Leave for Aboriginal practices. Aboriginal employees who have completed at least three consecutive months of continuous employment may take up to five days of unpaid leave for each calendar year, to participate in traditional Aboriginal practices. Why just Aboriginal, though? You know how many people are going to have a problem with that? And are going to be like, yo, I've got Eid, or I've got Diwali, or the second coming of Christ is supposed to be this weekend. Like, Some things are going to get weird up in here. Personal leave. Employees will be entitled to a new personal leave of up to five days per calendar year, including three days with pay after three consecutive months of continuous employment. All right. Family violence leave. Whoa, that doesn't sound good. 
it sounds good, but it sounds bad, you know? Employees will be entitled to a new leave of up to 10 days each calendar year if an employee or their child is a victim of family violence. For employees with at least three consecutive months of continuous employment, the first five days are paid. Whoa. Vacation entitlements. Vacation entitlements after a year's employment will be unchanged at two weeks and 4% vacation pay. That will now go to three weeks and 6% after five years rather than the current six. And there's a new entitlement of four weeks and 8% vacation pay after 10 years, which is kind of nice. It's nice that they're putting that in because a lot of places of employment will just try and give you that two weeks for as long as possible. You know, they just want to work the shit out of you. You know who has the best holiday program? It's the UK. I think I was, I've been reading it on Reddit a lot with people who are just moving to Britain and getting jobs that they, they get a significant amount of time off during the year and it's all paid. Holiday pay. I'm learning about Canada labor today. <laughs> I mean, I should care and know this stuff anyway, but I generally don't pay attention because if, if I get what I need, I, I try, oops, I try not to complain too much about it because it's just nice to have any time off, really. It's nice to have any time off, isn't it? Holiday pay. The 30-day length of service requirement for entitlement to holiday pay will be eliminated. All employees will now be entitled to holiday pay. You could be forgiven if, like many federally le regulated businesses, you miss these amendments when the government introduced them in 2017 and 2018. Despite decrying the Harper government's use of omnibus legislation as a way of avoiding debate, the Trudeau government buried its own amendments to the labor code in omnibus bills, touching on such a wide variety of subjects that one is more than 800 pages and the other more than 300. Ugh. Fuel. Fuel yourself. <coughs> when do the surprises end? Well, there's little hope that it will be in the near term. New accessibility obligations in the Accessible Canada Act took effect in July. Mm. We all want workers to be treated fairly and well, but governments need to consider the position of employers in the substance and rapid pace of the legal changes, too. Certainty provided by moderate enhancements to labor and em employment laws are surely to be preferred to rapid and drastic changes that could jeopardize the viability of the businesses that provide jobs. That I do agree with, you know. But... I guess you're not going to know until you try and put the legislation into effect, right? There's some things that you just need to try. <clears throat> What's this? What is this? Uh, you know, it's so interesting. You start listening to music, you start watching things on your phone, and Google starts recommending you news based on what you've been listening to and what you've been watching. So, obviously, there's some kind of marketing happening, or marketing, some kind of, like, data sharing happening, obviously, where they know what you're doing. It's so weird, too, because there's so many times where I swear to God, I've talked on the phone and said something like, I want shoes, or I need shoes, and then all of a sudden, the ads in Google that are being shown to me in the corner are, like, justfab.com, or, hey, check out these Nikes, like... It's crazy. I mean, it's it's kind of cool because it it gives you what you want or you don't really need to work to 
get advertisements tailored to you, really, but just maybe a little bit like, I know you're listening, NSA, Google, Facebook. I know y'all listening. I know you want me to buy stuff. All right, so as I was saying, it knows that I listen to stuff. Obviously, my big thing in my Spotify playlist right now is Tool. I've been listening to a lot of Tool, so I got this story. New Tool album release blocked by Big Name. They wrote on social media, A note on Tool's new album release. Firstly, apologies to those of you who pre-ordered it from us. We were hoping to get it from overseas for a vaguely decent price. However, Sony has made the utterly disgustipating decision disgustipating decision to put an export ban on it from international distributors. So we are forced to order it from Sony Australia, who is charging more than double the international price. We have no intention of being sucked in by this cold and ugly joke. Sony is clearly run by a bunch of jerk-offs, ticks, and leeches, resulting in them being worst distributor in Australia. Same old story. The bigger a company gets, the less they care about the actual about the actual products they sell and the bigger schism they create between bands and fans. And Tool? Well, they clearly have so much money shoved so far up their own bottoms that they feel it's okay to only produce a soberingly expensive CD product and don't actually care about selling records anymore. I don't want to sound like a useful idiot or a hooker with a penis for that matter, but if the new album does become available for an acceptable price, we will stock it, especially vinyl pressing. Otherwise, we'll just have to be vicarious to offense and try not to hold a grudge. Nice, you big geeks. <laughs> I don't really understand. Just, there was a... It started with a quote. Exports of the new Tool album Fear Inoculum have been blocked. Maynard James Keenan called out Oh my god, the the typing is just so bad on this. Why did you recommend this abomination of an article to me? The grammar is so poor. It makes no sense. They tried to use song names in the title, and that's great and stuff, but that was a mess. Let's see. Let's see what else is happening in the news. World news. Nothing interesting. I think one of the Koch brothers died recently. That's kind of fun, isn't it? Local stories. Series move from RCMP to municipal local force unprecedented. RCMP respond to an incident at Surrey Memorial Hospital. I don't even want to know. Surrey Central Station bus loop and North Surrey Recreation Center to be redeveloped. Holy... There's a lot of changes happening around here, and it's actually pretty awesome. It's cool to to live in a place for a long time because over the years, you get to see it evolve, and you get to see all the parts of it that used to be kind of shitty turn into something totally new and different because they're literally everything is turning into apartment buildings and condominiums and big-ass buildings with lots of residential, um, you know, homes, lots of residencies, because the population here is growing so fast, and there's so much demand for housing, but you know what's crazy is it's super expensive to live here, so if you want to get a place that's maybe 
I don't know, half the size of mine in one of those giant buildings. It starts, they start at like $350,000. Ha <laughs> ha, can you believe that? And it's such a small, tight space. And that doesn't even include your strata payments, the council that handles the building also requires payments, your utilities, all your other shit on top of that. So you're looking at such a huge monthly bill to live in a, a such a small place. So if you're going to rent, it always just makes sense. Well, I guess if you're going to, you're going to buy that, if that's what you're doing, it just seems like, how would you even sell it if you were ready to, right? Because you want to make the money on it. This is why I don't participate in real estate. I mean, I'm sure if I was able to build a house and flip it, which is what my stepdad started doing, there's definitely money and profit in that. But I couldn't imagine doing it. I just couldn't imagine doing it, you know? <clears throat> it would be so stressful not actually selling anything or whatever. But anyways, that was the news today. That's what was happening today. I really wanted to touch on that Sarah Silverman story. I think that kind of thing is going to happen more, and it's unfortunate. Cancel culture is such a thing. You know, I remember the OG cancel story. It was Suey Park and Cancel Colbert. I think that was like, I don't know, four or five years ago, this girl came on and had a huge problem with the way that Stephen had said, like, he was making a joke, right? Because there was a foundation that was created for the, the Redskins team. And he was making fun of that, saying the Ching Chong Bing Bong Foundation for Orientals or whatever, as a way of making fun of, I guess, the, the, the name of the foundation of the Redskins. First, the, there was a problem with the Redskins team that was racist, right? <laughs> and then they used or created a foundation for that team using the Redskins thing, and I think that was a problem. At the end of the day, this girl, Suey Park, who's like some kind of activist, came out of nowhere, and I think she talked to, what's that guy's name? Josh Zepps. He had her on the Huffington Post and did an interview with her. She was quite obnoxious. She said that he was not allowed to have an opinion because he's a white man, and... Uh, She's a woman of color. She feels like she was discriminated against, and she thinks that Colbert should be canceled because the way that he made that joke was unacceptable and racist, and he doesn't understand the plight of the Asian people, blah, blah, blah. Just overblown, stupid kid shit. Like, that was the first one, and she started the hashtag cancel Colbert, and it was a it, really funny because Colbert was ending anyway, so... That's the first cancel story that I remember. And now you just hear it. Fucking cancel this person. Cancel that person. Why would you want to cancel that person? Because they're saying something that makes you uncomfortable with your ideas. Maybe you're supposed to feel that. Maybe that's what you should look at. Instead of being like, yeah, let's fuck this person out of a job. Because they have an opinion I don't like. Which literally is what it has become. It's so sad. And it's so... Like, where are we if this is what we want to do? Cancel people, you know? 
cancel them. Cancel them off YouTube. Cancel them off CNN. Cancel them off MSNBC. Cancel them off Fox News. You can't say anything at all. If you're going to be Megyn Kelly and you're going to be like, back in my day, if you admired a black person and you wanted to put on blackface to be that person, it just wasn't big of, that big of a deal. Well, sorry, Megyn Kelly. Fuck your contract and fuck you. You are now just a racist, basic white bitch talking shit about blackface. And you know what? That's racist. That you ever said it was okay at all, even though that may have been a factual reality, 100% truth for you, doesn't matter. Because blackface is an inflammatory topic right now. Blackface is inflammatory. The mention of blackface is racist because it has the word black in it. <laughs> Isn't it so stupid? Like, if you want to, you can find problems with anything anybody says. Your head has to be pretty twisted to be able to take someone's shit and twist it up. And that is what happens. People's twisted minds twist something very simple into something it's not. And then they have this, like righteous indignation that they think they've earned. They think they're correct. They're going to come after you. They think they're more virtuous than you. And it's so funny when people act like they don't have skeletons in their closet. People who go at other people hard are probably the people who have the most skeletons in their closet and who are the biggest assholes. And I think that like how hard you go at someone for something that they do or for, or for a mistake that they made is directly proportional to the severity of shit that you are hiding from people so they don't know you're actually a fucking asshole. So it's much easier to direct people's attention to the person who's doing something bad because what you're doing in effect is causing people not to pay attention to you on a more deep level and figure out that you're a piece of work. You are a bag of knots. And it's easier to point out other people's knots to continuously prevent yourself from working out your own and not holding yourself responsible for your own. So cancel. Cancel Sarah Silverman. Cancel fucking... What's her name? I just said her name. Megan Kelly. Cancel them. And what are you going to get out of that? What are people going to get out of getting these people canceled? You know what all these canceled people should do? They should create the canceled network. And they should all team up. And they should just do their thing. Because all those people who everybody wants canceled, they're actually fairly reasonable people. If you put them all together, they could probably work together enough where they could stay out of each other's way and just keep their network canceled network going. And people would watch because it would be an interesting mix of people. Because it's funny when you're seeing, like, you expect the right to get in a lot of shit just because the media is majority left run. So it's not weird that they want to take out their enemy. But now they're starting to do it to their own. And just pay attention. It's so stupid. It's so stupid they're doing that. But... At this point, I'm like, I hope the left does eat itself from the inside out. I hope it does. Because that party needs something new. 
you know, <laughs> they need something new. They need a whole new crew of people. They need a whole new fucking set of values to behave via so they're not destroying their party. And they maybe need to, I don't know, sort out this, the whole racism, sexism, all the things, all the things that are a problem for them that are actually their personal problems. The people who make everything racist, blah, blah, blah. Please, okay? You are really racist. You are. You make everything about race. You make everything about homosexuality and, and all these things that are really not as big of a problem as like, hey, <clears throat> we need to make sure the country runs properly. You know? We need to make sure we don't get bankrupt. We need to make sure we're producing and we need to make sure we're, we're a viable player on the world stage. There's more important things than canceling people and the, and the literal nothing burgers of things that people are saying. <clears throat> and comedy. I, I'm a huge fan of comedy. So anytime there's any kind of backlash against any comedic bit, I mean, aside from using emergency tones in your shit, okay, I get a little uneasy. Because my favorite comedy is the kind of comedy where there are no holds barred and you're able to say and make jokes about any topic, no matter what. Offense isn't something that's given. It's taken. And the, the people who are running around being offended are actually the ones who are wanting to, for some strange reason, suck out the color and the vibrance and all the fun aspects of life. The, the gray area that some people get really good at playing with and making us entertained with is a thing that they want to take away. Why? Because they think they can remove darkness from the world while being the biggest forms of darkness we have to deal with? Come on. Like, how are we going to live without levity and without people making fun of the dark shit that we can't change? If people are dark creatures. We got a lot of darkness going on. It's just going to do no favors for anybody to pretend it doesn't exist, you know? It just doesn't work like that, okay? <laughs> Seriously, stop canceling people. Stop silencing people. It's just so stupid. Deal with your cowardice, okay? Deal with it. Deal with your inner bitch because that reaction is a sub-bitch, Okay, and we need people to not be so bitch. We need people to, I don't know, get with the program. Chill out. That's it. Just relax and take a joke and just whew, stop wanting to cancel people. Just mind your own business. If you're not providing something valuable and somebody else is and a lot of people value it, let them value it. They're choosing that on their own, you know. They're choosing that on their own. Doesn't it just seem like people are so anti-freedom? How do you not see your own authoritarianism and you're like, I think you should behave like this. And if you don't, I will beyond any, what was it? Beyond or by any means necessary, right? By any means necessary. It's just so violent. And it's so, and this is like the Antifa side. This is the left side, the crazy people. If you don't do what we want, if you don't think how we think, we will throw abuse in your direction. 
Are you telling me that's exercising their freedom? Whoa. That screen just went real white. I got real white going on over here. <laughs> Anyways, this is a perfect time to end it, but just a few things to think about. If you ever find yourself not liking someone, the last thing you should feel, check yourself if you want someone canceled. That'll tell you something big about yourself. That'll tell you that you actually don't have the ability to turn away from something that you don't like. And you're not okay with other people liking it. And that's your problem. Because there are going to be people out there who like some crazy shit. As long as they're not hurting anybody, you have to let people have an outlet for exercising the things that they think. They need to be able to think through them. And hey, it feels nice to be around other people who think like us, right? Again... It might be bad ideas they're coming together over, and that's not good, but sunlight is the best disinfectant. It's not something you can just squash and push away and pretend doesn't exist because communities pop up in places. The internet is a very crafty and interesting place. You can There's corners everywhere. There's secret rooms and compartments everywhere. The internet is like the room of requirement in Harry Potter. When you need it, something there, you will find something there that will help you or that will animate you further or whatever. This is just the reality of it. So we got to find a better way to deal with it than having a temper tantrum and being like, cancel, cancel Sarah Silverman. 12 years ago, she did blackface. <sighs> Seriously. Okay. Anyways, happy Saturday. I hope you have a great fucking day today. Looks like the sun is coming out today. And I'm going to hit the gym and do some productive stuff. We'll chat soon, okay? Big kiss. Mwah. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>